Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through, and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's, it's the, the Arner Adventures, Adventures Podcast. Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Jerry. And I'm Shannon. Betty White is along for the ride and we're back for episode 74 of the Arner Adventures Podcast. Today we have a Spark in Our Lives episode that you are just going to love. But first, let's get to our review of the week. Today's review comes from Cat Biz Coach. Cat says, oh my gosh, this podcast is awesome. <laughs> the stories are amazing and host Shannon and Jerry just feel so welcoming and real. I have picked up so many nuggets and really felt what others were saying as I listened to their stories as well. Definitely a great podcast to put a smile on your face and make you think too. Well, thank you so much, Kat. Thank you, Kat. That is awfully nice. You know, we have a few cats in our life. K-A-T. K-A-T. So I'm not, I think I know which cat that is, but you know. You never know, but despite not knowing exactly which cat that is, <laughs> thank you so much, cat. Yeah, you have a lot. You have no idea what it means for us to see your reviews. It just lights us up. It's a spark in our lives, much like today's guest. Much like today's guest. Today's guest is Hannah Hermanson. Hannah is a fellow out-of-the-norm liver of life. Hannah sold all of her stuff and moved to Mexico. She has been expanding her copywriting business and helps others learn about the systems needed in their business. Yes, it was such a great convo. I can't wait for you all to hear it. And should we just get to it? Uh, let's get to it. So we told you a little bit about our guest, but we can't wait to dig into her whole story and everything about her. Her name is Hannah Hermanson. She is the CEO of Done For You Marketing. As a life and business coach for years, Hannah gained deep insights and intuitive knowledge about what motivates people to take action. Hannah and her team of expert copywriters combine these insights with creative copy strategies to scale coaching businesses so that they can all enjoy more freedom. We can all enjoy more freedom in our lives. So we're excited to hear what she can do. Hannah's work can be found in Forbes, Thrive Global, and her book, Dream Life is Real Life on Amazon. Hannah currently lives in Merida, Mexico. And when she's not writing or strategizing, she can be found carb loading for half marathons or frolicking the beaches of Mexico with her husband and Labradoodle. Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Yay. It's so fun. I feel like we already have so much in common. I know. We really do. I, I Everyone's going to be so excited to hear your story. So um, before we get into anything, you're, you're in Mexico right now, right? Yes. Like <laughs> it's the dream. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It, it, it is the dream. And I know that so many people have sort of aspirations in their head of doing what you did and similar to what we did. But I would love to know, because I know that you sold everything to go to Mexico, correct? 
Yeah, a couple of times, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I would love to hear that story first, like about selling your stuff. Can you walk us through that, what that whole process was like? Yeah, I am just such a minimalist. Like stuff is the thing that drives me nuts. Like even like trinkets and those sorts of things. Yes. Um, so I've sold all of my stuff three times now. I'm currently in another like accumulating phase. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think my whole family has like a timer on how long <laughs> until I'm like, all right, we're going to blow everything up and re restart again. Um but the first time I, I sold everything is when I decided to leave my nine to five career as an academic advisor at the University of Wisconsin to move to San Francisco to pursue an opportunity in the yoga and wellness space, which was freaking crazy, by the way. Like, why would I leave my nice university 401k Toyota Corolla cubicle I life? <laughs> I get it. Uh, pack everything into five red Rubbermaid containers and go to the most expensive city in the country at the time, San Francisco, um, oh, yeah. to like follow joy and sunshine and like working coffee shops. It just like made no sense to um, friends and family in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. But that was the first time I, I walked in, gave my two week notice, started packing, started donating and truly felt like I was starting a new life. Like I'm someone who is pretty connected to like energy work and just this idea that the more stuff that we have physically, the more stuff that probably means we have in our mind mm. and in our bodies even. So I felt this like rebirth, this recharge and I get to San Francisco and there's still work to be done there. <laughs> um, and so I, I spent time building a coaching business while also doing lots of odd jobs like teaching yoga and opening the spin studio at 4.45 a.m. and writing wow. blogs for other health coaches and just doing whatever I could to literally make rent and mm -hmm. pay my coaching program because I knew that um, there was freedom in a career such as coaching or freelancing. Yeah. So yeah. do you, do, first of all, when we, you talked about leaving and who would do that and, you know, the whole, we, we always use our finger quotes, even though they can't see it, but <laughs> I'm using finger quotes, the norm. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm yeah. wondering when you did sell everything and you moved that first time, did you automatically feel, even though you're, you know, you're having to work to pay your bills and, yeah. and we talk about that all the time, but did you automatically feel lighter though and happier or not yet? Totally, totally. Okay. Just that that feeling of like, oh, space. And I had always had, you know, what people talk about, like the sleeping giant inside of me. Mm -hmm. that, like I knew that going to that cubicle and shoveling snow off of my Toyota Corolla every day was like not what I was put on this earth for. Like I knew there was something different. I just hadn't really had the, like the example growing up in small town, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And so it was when I started connecting with some entrepreneurials through the yoga world, entre entrepreneurial people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, in, in the yoga world. And then I got um, exposed to the network marketing side of things. That's really when I thought, okay, I believe that there is something different and I wasn't put here to just suffer and, you know, clock in and clock out. So mm -hmm. I had enough belief and momentum and taste for freedom that it was really exciting to, to like build a new life and, and learn something new. And 
I didn't know this, but I have a travel bug. I didn't know until I started leaving and like traveling and just having just such a thirst for the world and a hunger for experience and expansion. And so I I felt that for sure. But of course there's, you know, I wouldn't, you know, hard pity parties on the couch with wine and hummus as I'm trying to figure everything out and don't have the energy to like put a real meal together. There was those days too. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it like, if it's like us, sometimes you're so free. Oh gosh, this is so great. And then you go, what did I do? Like, why, mm. what? And then there's just those moments where you're just left with your thoughts. And, and mm-hmm. then you, I mean, we, we were able, and still sometimes I think about it, but I'm like, no, I don't want to be like everybody else. So right. just what this, this life so that I can enjoy things more. I mean, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it is so much lighter and healthier mentally and physically than it used to be. And yeah. I would imagine it's the same. Yeah. I remember that feeling of what did I do the second time that I Mm. sold everything because the first time I sold everything, there was very much a um, like routine and I I put myself into some like work and like this like making things happen mode. It felt like I had a lot to figure out and a lot to explore. I mean, um, both building a business and learning a new city was plenty to kind of occupy my mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But after about two years of doing that, my then boyfriend, now husband, and I decided that we wanted even more freedom and we were craving digital nomadism because mm-hmm. I did get the business to a place where I didn't need to go clock in and clock out at the gym or do these other things. Um, he was a seventh grade teacher in San Francisco, which unfortunately is an easy income to replace. <laughs> mm-hmm. Teacher salary, right? Yeah. So we had found ways to support ourselves without our traditional job. So why were we just sitting in San Francisco paying high rent all of the time? Yeah. So in 2018, we decided to, again, sell all of our stuff in San Francisco. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. We've been using Liquid IV now for over a year, and what a game changer. It is, especially if you don't feel like you're getting enough water in each day. Liquid IV is a hydration multiplier. It's a powder in a packet with so many flavor options. Pina Colada and the strawberry are probably our faves year-round. You can take them wherever you go, or like you do, Jer, you make a big water pitcher every day and drop some packets in that pitcher and mix it up, right? Right you are. Yep, I want my water to work for me. Liquid <laughs> IV delivers two to two and a half times more hydration than if I were to drink the water by itself. Head over to arneradventures.com slash liquid dash IV to grab our discount code and get free shipping. That's arneradventures.com slash liquid dash IV. And now back to the show. Which was a lot less mm-hmm. <laughs> for me, at least, because it was only two years in a small apartment. And we went backpacking indefinitely. And we spent a lot of time in Mexico, but we went to Guatemala. We got engaged in Guatemala in our backpacks. Um, that's a whole story, how you smoke <laughs> a ring when you only have your backpack and we're like doing everything together. Yeah. Um, it was in our niece's diaper in Okay. pocket of the backpack that I never found and security never found, but it traveled with us for several months. Wow. Um, We went to China and we went to Cuba and we were all over the place. And that all over the place feeling is when I started to question things, when I didn't have like a stable home base and I didn't have like a routine that someone else was imposing on me. It was really like, okay, well, it's Wednesday. Like we could start drinking margaritas at 10 and I – 
I guess I could like work on Sundays because the days don't matter. <laughs> but after a couple of weeks of just like day drinking and doing whatever you want, yeah, um, I got exhausted because it wasn't it wasn't that I was ever actually like present in that situation because it was like I. I didn't have that like stability of home base or routine or schedule. And so those are the moments that I felt personally the most, what did I do? I'm just like mm -hmm. out here. Uh, and so I had to, you know, build some systems for myself and find some routine. Yeah. Um, so I know that experience of what did I do? Yeah. And structure is super important. I mean, even, mm -hmm. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I work from home or can work from anywhere and it's, Definitely. I think the first thing people ask is, oh, it must be so nice because, you know, you can go to the beach anytime you want or for somewhere else. So you can go wherever you want. And I'm like, yeah, but I still have to work. So I right. still have to keep a structured schedule right. more now than I did when I was working, you know, for someone else. Totally. So, yeah. So that's completely great different energy, people. right? Like oh, when yeah. you're your own boss, yeah. I wasn't a very good boss at the beginning. I was just kind of like, I, you know, screw, <laughs> screw convention, no rules. I'm free. And yeah. then coming to learn through experience that structure is what affords freedom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And why Merida? In Mexico, like why? Okay, why so is now that? Let's go to the third time I sold everything. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So, first time leaving the corporate job. Second time leaving San Francisco to go backpacking, and we we ended up doing that for about nine months before. Honestly, we did get exhausted from the constant going, figuring things out. Like I remember being like, I just want to know where I'm going to sleep and then what we're going to have for dinner. Like it was just constantly figuring out the next Airbnb and flights and like just a lot, a lot. So we have yeah. amazing memories. Um, but then, um, in 2019, we moved back to Sacramento, which is where my husband is from. Um, we wanted to go back with some family health stuff that we wanted to be there for. And then the pandemic ended up keeping us there longer than we expected. Um, but the pandemic, I think for a lot of us was that kind of gut check of, am I on the right track? Just that massive pause, right? Are mm -hmm. we on the right track? My husband and I knew we didn't really want to stay in San Francisco or Northern California, San Francisco, or Sacramento forever. And so we started to ask ourselves and do some YouTube binging and researching. And we had visited Merida for about four nights while we were backpacking. And we loved it. But we really just kind of skimmed the surface because okay. that's what we were doing at the time. We were just jumping all over the place. And so um, when we started – just asking ourselves, where do we want to be? Where do we see ourselves in the next five years? Merida kept coming to mind. And I'm someone, like I said, who I, I like to kind of trust that inner knowing or my heart has some good data in it. And so that gut feeling kept coming up, kept coming up. And so then I took it into the research mode and the YouTube binging and the blogs. And we kind of had our checklist, you know, have to have good Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. With traveling so much, I definitely learned it is not fun to have spotty Wi-Fi and wonder if your podcast is going to happen or not every single yeah. day. So yeah. good Wi-Fi was top of the list. I wanted to be close to the beach, but he wanted to be somewhere that had culture and like, some city things that we could walk to. Because so we had lived on the beach before and honestly gotten bored. So we had like a very like clear checklist of kind of what we were looking for. And Merida kept checking all of the boxes. And the more that we researched, we started connecting with some people down here. And I was like, okay, those are our people. Wow. Thank you, internet and Zoom and all of oh, that. Yeah. 
And so um, in 2021, we said, okay, well, let's just give it six months. And this time we didn't sell everything. We got a storage unit. His parents kept a lot of our stuff and we did a six month trial. Okay. And that was two years ago. And we are now buying a home here. We've sold everything in the storage units. And we're, oh. like I said, on to this next phase. Yes. Having a home base in a place that feels like vacation. Like right. so much to adventure. But I know where I'm sleeping every night. Mm. I know how to make dinner in my kitchen. Those kinds of things. Yeah. That's a great story. I, I'm also curious, did – well, maybe the first time, I don't know, were your friends and family, did they think you were nuts? Like, oh, oh yeah. My poor parents, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I mean, I put them through so much between quitting jobs and moving and they, no one in my family except for one aunt who went from Wisconsin to Berkeley for college and then moved to New York City to work in the Twin Towers for a little bit. Like, uh -huh. no one has left. And it makes sense. They love it. They love the seasons. They love being within driving distance of each other. Like you're starting to experience with family. Yeah. Like they're all there and they've all always been in Wisconsin. I mean, my parents didn't even have passports until they mm. decided they were going to come visit us, which is yet to happen. So it's been <gasps> two and a half years and they're like slowly warming up to the idea of even coming to visit. Right. Did they get their passports? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're another step closer. Yeah. Yeah. But I have a pretty um, vivid memory. It was actually Valentine's Day 2020 um, because we thought we were going to be moving a lot earlier, but then the pandemic gave us um, even more time to really make sure that we really wanted to move to Mexico. Uh -huh. So it was Valentine's Day. Called my parents and, you know, they were just having such a nice night, making a dinner, going to do a nice thing for Valentine's Day. And I had let them know, well, you know, we are we are really getting serious about this move to Mexico and I definitely ruined their Valentine's day because <laughs> it was just, it doesn't compute. Like, why yeah. are you constantly putting yourself in danger's way? Like we have to, you're changing all of the time. Again, it having the travel bug, like you don't know it until you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love where we live. I love, um, you know, knowing where I'm going to sleep every night, but I can be here for a few weeks. I'm like, okay, Oh yeah. I gotta go somewhere. I gotta go somewhere. Oh, yeah. And it could be anywhere. I just, I just need to see new things. I need to experience new things. And yeah, we could talk about the advantages of travel all day long, but I love oh. your story. So now let's switch over to when you started your coaching business and marketing, all of that. And so I know that, and you mentioned um, the blog already, but did you, you, you started writing at age four, right? Yeah. Okay. I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you ever think at any time, probably not at age four, but did you ever think about on down the road, this is going to propel itself into a career or I'm just going to keep this as a hobby or I mean, now you're doing copywriting. So I'm just curious as yeah. to how, what your thoughts were with that. I mean, does anyone come on the show and they're like, yep, clear linear path. No. I knew, I mean, of course not. I had no freaking idea. I was just like following either, you know, what I was told to do. That was the first 25 years of my life, like get a degree, do the things. And I so much listened to what you're supposed to do that by the time I graduated college, I was like, well, there's no like next step. Like I got all the, I did everything. So I guess I'll just stay here and become an academic advisor, you know? <laughs> My husband kind of thinks of that too because he was a teacher and we both kind of ended college like, well, 
I, I know what teachers do. <laughs> like I, I can do that. Like I see it every day. Um, and then the getting into that routine and that cubicle and starting to feel like, oh, this doesn't feel good. This isn't mm -hmm. what everyone's talking it up to be. I can't do this for 30 more days, much yeah. less 30 more years. Right. So um, I started playing hooky from my nine to five because I was just so bored. And that's when I started going to yoga. So I had this 10 a.m. Wednesday yoga class that I started wondering, well, how are all these other people in this yoga class at 10 a.m.? Like they're not all pretending they're at the OBGYN like <laughs> I may or may not be right now in my work calendar. So, you know, okay, there were some grad students and there were some stay-at-home moms, but there were also entrepreneurs there. And then this is where I started to learn about some of their network marketing businesses and eventually got introduced to someone who had a startup teaching yoga and mindfulness in classrooms. And this volunteer opportunity eventually became more of a full-time opportunity that also had the San Francisco location connected to it. Um, they let me go about two weeks after moving to San Francisco, but it was that bridge that I needed yeah. <laughs> um, to say, I'm going to like look for something different. And so it really was just like having the rug pulled out from underneath me. I thought I was going to go to San Francisco and work for this startup. But I went to San Francisco and was given time and space to make it on my own. Right. This episode is brought to you by Southern Oak Artisan. Southern Oak Artisan makes 100% natural soy candles that are not only aesthetically pleasing, but are safe to breathe since they are made with non-toxic ingredients and they're not overwhelming like other candles you may be used to. Between morning brew, lemon bake, lavender, there's just so many scents to choose from. Southern Oak Artisan 100% natural soy candles are handmade in our home state here in North Carolina. But lucky you. They ship all over the U.S. Yes, lucky indeed. Head over to arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan, where you can grab our discount code and link to save on your soy candle purchase. That's arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan. It's also in the show notes. And now back to the show. And this is when I started looking at, well, and I, I even still have a notebook. So people I was talking to who are like, you know, what would you do for free? What What do your friends come to advice for you? Why do they call you at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday when you're supposed to be at yoga? Whatever. Just yeah. starting to look at the things that um, I loved doing, people came to me for, and I could get paid for, right? That yeah. classic exercise. And this like yoga teaching and wellness coaching was what really was feeling right. So I got certified as a life coach. And what they don't tell you about certifications in any professional place, because I've also gotten certifications in copywriting and yoga, you just have knowledge, but you don't have the like wherewithal to actually do that work because you need clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need some business prowess yeah. right? to take your gifts and be able to make a living using right. your gifts. Right. Yeah. I mean, the certification doesn't automatically – or a degree does not automatically hand you right. your career. It doesn't hand you clients. It doesn't hand you anything. It's right. just, you know, what you're going to do with it on your own, which I think is where uh, an entrepreneurial spirit comes in. If, mm -hmm. if you are meant to be an entrepreneur, that's where you go, okay, how can I, how can I do what I love and make money off of it? Like you yeah, were talking about. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Because all of my fellow like yogis and people who have this like desire to just be on retreat in Bali all of the time, like, yeah. And you need money. And I, we just happen to live in a society that you need money and you need a way to support yourself. And I have personally come to love money. And I think the more that we have, the more freedom and opportunity and contribution we can make. Uh -huh. So I, I had to figure out how to make money. And I didn't necessarily know, but I did know that I was a good writer and could kind of communicate my journey. So I started you know, doing the obvious thing. Now it's obvious, but it wasn't so obvious then um, of posting in a Facebook group, you know, what I was learning. And I really started to like hone this copywriting um, muscle that I had always had. I wanted to be a journalist when I was younger, but then I um, job shadowed a news reporter and I realized I do not want to be a journalist <laughs> because they get up at like 6 a.m. and they like walk through, I mean, Dog parks are great, but we went to this dog park that had like a feces issue and this was the story we were going to report on. And I was just what? like – And we ate um, Culver's. I don't know if you're from the Midwest. It's like a – The ice cream? It's a really good – Yeah, exactly. And burgers and stuff like that. Yeah, but we just got the ice cream for lunch like in this news van. Anyway, I didn't want to be a journalist after my <laughs> job shadowing experience junior year, but I always liked writing and there was like something in me that I was like, oh, this is like an opportunity to kind of like journalize my life and what I'm yeah. learning. Again, like sounds like I just woke up one day and aha, no, <laughs> trial and error, waking up, fumbling, um, but eventually getting clients just from what I was sharing online. And the more that I did that and the more that my peers and just friends that I had, again, I was at that crossroads of people keep coming to me and asking me, how am I getting clients? And I, I'm doing it for myself for free. So maybe I can get paid for this. Yeah. And so this is when I really leaned into teaching others what I had learned about business marketing and copywriting and enrolling clients online and running a coaching business. I just started teaching that. Um, and then eventually as my clients grew and evolved and they weren't necessarily at that beginner stage mm -hmm. and I wasn't either because entrepreneurship, just like travel is a constant evolution. Yeah. And we're really – when what I talk about my career, I'm also talking about like my path in personal development <laughs> because right. it is an evolution and it's an everyday learning. But in 2020, decided to grow, like evolve with my clientele and shift into the done for you model where right. I wasn't just teaching them how to do it, but I was joining their team, co-creating and just doing it for them. Uh -huh. And um, that has been just a ton of fun for the past two years and has allowed me to grow a team, which is a whole nother conversation to have. But right. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious uh, when you were talking about people coming to you and asking how do they get clients and I'm curious if someone is looking at starting a workshop, an online course, and they're not coaching, they're not coach. Well, I mean, they would be coaching, but let's just say they're going to, I mean, I don't know. It could be that uh, an Airbnb owner is mm. trying to learn how, I mean, is trying to teach other people how to get their Airbnb ready or be an Air Airbnb owner, but they're like, okay, I'm in the middle of launching this course, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I also don't know how to get clients. Is that something that someone that you would be able to work with as well? Or are you just in the coaching industry? Yeah, I consider courses 
retreats. We work with a lot of people who host retreats internationally. Um, but yeah, information. And okay. I, I call that transformational programs. So mm -hmm. coaching can be delivered via Zoom, in person, through a course, um, on a podcast even. And I've chosen to work with those types of programs or packages because I'm so passionate about um, personal development and helping people access the tools to live a life of freedom. Mm -hmm. And that means something different to all of us. For some of us, that means figuring out how to share our gifts with the world. For some of us, that means how to add new streams of income. For some of us, that means how to be a conscious parent. Um, I just want people to be able to get resources. And I know that creating a course and learning how to be a coach is a completely different vocabulary than marketing such mm -hmm. a thing. Right. So when you started the marketing business, is that when you are done for you? Is that when you decided, okay, I'm going to write a book as well? Because you, you have a book, dream life is real life. It's almost making it where it's attainable. It's like, Hey, this is, this is my dream life and it's attainable. Did yes. you write the book right after you started or when did that come into play? I wrote that when I was doing the business coaching piece, so five, seven years ago now. And this is when I kind of had figured out that blueprint where people were like, how do I get clients? How do I get some income in the door? And so that's a great place to go if you're looking at just starting an online program, figuring out what your offer is. That's when that was written. And now we're working with folks who have have that, have built their programs, have clients in the door, but really just need more time back. And they uh -huh. want to delegate the marketing asset aspects to us so that they can live in their zone of genius and create another course or write their next book. Right. Yeah. So when, if, if someone is starting out, then they would get a lot out of dream life is real life. Yes. If they're trying to start their course or whatever. Okay. Totally. Okay. Yes. Got it. And we're going to link it in the show notes as well. Um, okay. So you're writing and I'm, I'm thinking that's still your passion. Do people, yes. do people still come to you and ask you, um, can you write my blog for me? Or is it just, is it yep. like copywriting for their websites or is yep. there certain types or just all of it? Yeah. So I'm someone, like I said, I'm passionate about the mission and like what it is that we're marketing or what it, message that people want to get out into the world. And so we do personalized packages around your brand, your goals. So um, I kind of mentioned this like woo-woo-ness in me. <laughs> um, so we leverage both strategic marketing strategy as well as alignment because a lot of people think they need a blog, but like they're not actually aligned with writing or maintaining a website. Mm -hmm. um, you know, other people are like, everyone's telling me I got to go on TikTok, but I don't know how to dance and I don't want to show my face, right? So we come up with sort of a personalized marketing strategy that aligns with the business owners. So for some people, that is like an SEO website and a consistent blog and some email marketing.
This episode is brought to you by BASE. Listen, if there's one thing that bugs us to no end, it is traveling with someone who checks their luggage. What a waste of time and money. <laughs> First, you should just take less and you can grab our travel prep list at arneradventures.com to pack smarter. But one of the best resources we use is our BASE carry-on rollers, which allow us to carry everything we need. And since it's the carry-on size, you don't have to check it. I think the most common questions we get from people is how we avoid checking our luggage. And we always say, pack smarter and base. Head over to arneradventures.com slash base. That's B-E-I-S to grab the link to save $15 off of your first purchase. You're not going to regret this purchase. Our family and friends and anyone who travels with us now has base luggage. Really because they got tired of me complaining about them wasting my time. <laughs> <laughs> that is arneradventures.com slash base to grab the link there. It's also in the show notes. Happy travels. And now back to the show. Because okay, that works in their life and with their design. Right. But for others, it's helping them with Instagram captions and pitching podcasts so that they can, you know, reach a new audience. Um, okay. But it's my job to understand what these different platforms are and train our world-class writers to know what's working on LinkedIn for the coaching space, what's working right. in blogs, and then helping, you know, our clients get the right marketing assets in place. So right. It's personalized, but there's a theory and sort of a method for where we're seeing most coaching programs being sold. I'll list them off. Doesn't mean everyone needs to be everywhere. Uh, websites, great to have. Mm -hmm. Blogs, yes. LinkedIn, and there's so much you can do on LinkedIn. Um, articles, posts, connection requests. Facebook and Instagram a little bit, but it's becoming less and less of a place yeah. where people are actually buying. I think you see that. It's more mm -hmm. of just like education and here's Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> here's my dog. <laughs> right. Here's my sexy beach picture. Right. Um, and then the other place that we're really seeing people gain traction is in hosting experiences, whether that's in-person retreats or online challenges or um, what we do in our business is an open house so we invite people in to see our process and how we work with people. Um, but really, it's about building that funnel. So wherever people are going to start and then the actions they're going to take to eventually buy from you. When you say open house, you mean physically or do no, you mean? I'm not the type. Okay, no I was one, like, and everyone can come down here. And also, it's been kind of interesting, Shannon. Like the more that I've actually lived in Mexico, the less I'm like, everyone come. Mexico is the best place. I'm really like... Yeah, I mean, if you're here, like I'll I'll meet up with you, but I I love having my home base. You're all love yeah. having a virtual business. Mhm. Mm I, I um, know. So, open house is just our, you know, fun and exciting way to invite people into our Zoom room and show them around exactly how we do work because all of my work is virtual. Love it. Okay, and then I wrote this down so I didn't would not forget to ask you this. Hosting experiences. So, if someone has a uh, they're flowing. They're doing okay. They're like, ah, oh, I really want to do a conference or a retreat. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something you can help with. Yeah, the the marketing piece of it. Yeah. So okay. 
a lot of our clients are coaches. And so they'll have like year long programs or masterminds, but then they want to host a retreat for all of those people to get together and pass clients to get back into their world. And of course, retreats, I mean, I go on at least one a year vacation, yeah. but also, you know, raw vegan farms yeah. in Costa Rica that like, I don't eat like that every day, but it's uh -huh. an experience I want to have. Yeah. Um, so we see those kinds of experiences being um, productive for creating new business or just supporting your existing business. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've marketed yoga retreats in Costa Rica. One of our clients has got a thought leadership workshop coming up in Virginia. I'm all about it. So Okay. And you, it sounds those. like you do all parts of the world then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't personally. Our yeah. clients do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I have said that. Execute. I should have said that. But yeah. with that being said, since you are running a virtual business, it really does open up. If anyone's listening, they can work with you. Correct? Yes. Okay. And they speak English. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have had requests to like write in Italian and I'm like, oh gosh, not yet. I don't have an Italian speaker on the team yet. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome that you've got this team and it sounds like it, it, um, presents values to, for, for a wide variety of people. I mean, where are they, like you said, where they are in the funnel and yeah. I think it's wonderful. Okay. So, uh, you've told us about what, what done for you offers. What do you see sort of in the future for, do you have plans of expansion and it sounds like you want some other people on your team. So what yeah. are your goals now? Yeah. So right now I've got a team of four and it feels so fun. And every day I, we talk about how we are building the rocket ship in midair. And I think most entrepreneurs can like relate to that yeah. where it's like, we're, we're doing it. We we've got things going. Um, but yeah, we would love to add even more services into what we're doing. And I think you maybe I've said this somewhere, but I'm, I'm a quality over quantity type of person, like yep, when it comes to stuff, too. when it comes to business. And so we're really interested in continuing to get our clients great results and starting to add in more ways for them to expand their brand awareness and their marketing. So mm -hmm. I mentioned we're, our bread and butter is really websites, emails, and funnels. Mm -hmm. And we would love to be able to help with some of the tech and some of the business scaling that we find our clients needing to move into. Okay. So uh, one of the offers on the – one of the new things I'm going to be offering this year specifically is what I'm considering like the Baskin-Robbins pink spoon where it's like a taster. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Because with most of our clients right now, we are in their business. We are teammates with them. It's a day-to-day, -day, um, you know, teamwork of like creating their marketing because marketing is a daily activity. Mm -hmm. Um but uh, this like Baskin Robbins taster is where we're not necessarily committing to doing it all for you, but giving you the annual roadmap. And really what we do with our clients in the first month or two of like, this is where you should show up. These are the piece puzzle pieces to put in place so people can take the right next actions and saying it's more of a consultancy, right? More of right. like, if you have people on your team or your teenagers home for the summer and they want to make, you know, <laughs> they want to yeah. write blog posts or whatever, you know, here's the roadmap that we recommend you follow. So that's something we're offering this year and focusing on continuing to serve our VIP clients at the highest level. I love that you are presenting the option for autonomy. It, it makes me think about, and if, if anyone is in this, in this uh, sort of, 
uh, spinning wheel, they can uh, take heed to this, that it is, I, I remember when we would first work on our website or even someone else would, you know, get a website started or even the corporate world. So many people who uh, want to, well, I'm sure they want to help, but they don't teach so that someone can do it on their own. And I think it might mm -hmm. be, this is just Shannon's opinion. I think it might be almost like scarcity where mm -hmm. if they need me, you know, I'm, I'm going to have more business. But what I like is, you know, my, the guy who helps us on our website for tech stuff, I can't do some back end coding stuff. I love that. He will say, do you want to know how to do this? So you can do it next time. Like, yeah, saving mm. me money. And so what it does is it, it garners this trust with him that I can call him and say, Hey, can you do this? And sometimes I do want to know. Sometimes mm. I don't. Yes, <laughs> but I love yes, that you yes. said that it's like giving someone autonomy. And I feel like it, it makes it, uh, more valuable when you can learn to do it yourself too, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's definitely a stage in, um, business building where you've got to, you got to know, right. You can't just like drive by delegate and say, okay, I have this person like doing it all for me, but I don't necessarily know. Yeah. Like how to yeah. upload my podcast. I actually mm -hmm. don't know how to do that. Um, <laughs> as I say that, as you say this out, because I have become very inspired by the power of having a team and, yeah, and delegating, experts, yes, delegating and having mm -hmm. experts by my side, because for a long time, we talked about this, like figure it out era where it was figure out Airbnbs and dinner and hustle to get clients like, oh my gosh. And you know, that leads to burnout. And I was yeah. an entrepreneur who also got kind of fed up after a few years. And it's really mm -hmm. interesting. Like we set these income goals, or at least I set income goals. Mm -hmm. And it's been really fascinating over these every year, watching how that becomes less and less interesting to hurry up and like hit this income goal, but how I'm much more interested in the, the journey <laughs> to sound cliche. And yeah. the more that I have amazing people next to me on the journey, and it's not just me figuring it out, but I have people who are there every day, like full-time people who are available to collaborate and share their expertise, it really has elevated my lifestyle because mm -hmm. I'm able to live in my zone of genius and trust that my teammates, like you're here because your zone of genius is the tech and podcast production, and I want you to just enjoy that mm -hmm. and not necessarily... I yes to what you're saying with being taught, but I'm I'm kind of at a point where it's like I just there are better people to make my earrings. Oh yeah, <laughs> and better people to do this for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, one of my questions, and you may have answered it, was one of the biggest struggles as an entrepreneur is, or even any any business but small business owner is avoiding that burnout and taking yeah. you know practicing self care and. Um, and I mean that everybody throws out self-care, but I really do mean practicing self-care. So you talked about having systems in place. You talked about having your team. Yeah. Is that what sort of keeps you, you know, your mind where it needs to be and to prevent burnout? Or do you have other things that you can recommend? <laughs> Yeah, it turns out I just need like 11 hours and then I'm good to go. Like 11 hours a day and then I'm like good to go do the things because <laughs> I'm at the point now where I mean in Mexico has contributed to this so much where I'm just lifestyle first. So yeah. thinking about work as not what I wake up and do, but like what I do when I'm inspired 
And that Mm -hmm. did take having systems and having a team in place, which does take initial cash flow and, you know, clarity on what you're offering and clarity on your ideal clients. But now we're at a place where um, the business is running like a business, not like a constant thing that I'm like baby that I'm just like, "Ah, I don't know what to Uh do with this all of the time and it's never ending. Right. But to have systems and a team in place. Absolutely. Because it's taken so much of the UG energy off of my plate. You and I can both go figure out bookkeeping and hashtags mm-hmm. and like, you know, commit all of our energy to that. Um, but I would rather be, you know, exploring cafes and mm-hmm. having lunch on the beach and mm-hmm. <laughs> being supported. I wrote down what you said, lifestyle first. I mean, yeah. Yeah. anyone can benefit from that yeah. motto. Yeah. Totally. Oh. And so what that looks like for me is waking up in the receptive mode. So we've heard this. Don't check your phone first thing in the morning. Um, But I'm even receptive to like how the day is going to unfold. So giving yourself that space. And for those of us who are listening to this, we crave freedom and we don't want to be boxed in and we don't want to be stuck to the same old routine every single day. Mm. And so giving myself like space in the morning. So today I drank coffee and I felt inspired to like wash some dishes and listen to a podcast. And, mm-hmm. and then I, I did want to come to work and I had some ideas I wanted to share with the team. And of course there's meetings in the day, right? We talked about how that structure can afford freedom, but for those of us who want to contribute and create and have a business or have an impact or have a job and feel that sense of freedom, I highly encourage you to just give yourself permission to wake up in a receptive mode of maybe Mm. not knowing exactly what's going to happen today. Or, you know, I used to live by a color-coded calendar and there was no space for creativity or fun or spontaneity. And that's what I loved so much about traveling. And so now Mm. having home base and yes, there's some hours in the day where I'm online doing this, but I at least can wake up with some curiosity and some Uh. freedom yeah. And that feels like self-care to me. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so let's get to your fast five questions. No pressure because they're usually not fast, but we're going to get through it. <laughs> it's okay. this or that. Okay. Okay, so number one, social media or blog? Blog. I retired from social media. I don't post anymore. Oh, I, I have so much more mental real estate. It's amazing. Oh, I yeah. say every year that, we're going to do that because I want, you know, you want, if, if you're running a business or you're an entrepreneur, you want the traffic to your blog, you own your blog. You don't right. own anything else in the social media land. So right. I love that. Okay. Number two, walk on the beach or hike in the mountains. Beach. Always okay. be anything on the beach. I like yeah. hiking, but I'd rather do it on the beach. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number three, sunrise or sunset. <sighs> Sunset. Okay. I, I am a morning person, but like we talked about, like I, I'd rather be available for the sunset because it just feels like the day is done. There's this kind of like a ritual to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now with sunrise, like I kind of want to sleep through it or like do <laughs> go clean my dishes. Like what the heck happened today? So <laughs> okay. that's where I'm at right now. And number four, look, this is just because where you are, you know, we're just curious tacos or burritos. The hardest question. Okay. Because of where I am, I will say tacos because it's hard to find a good burrito here. It's not like a local thing. Burritos are very Tex-Mex. 
Okay. Yes. So San Francisco has got the best burritos in the world, in my opinion. It's not really like a Mexico thing. Uh Here they're kind of meh, but the tacos are what you're in Mexico for. Okay. Okay. Now this is not this or that. I just have a question. Jerry and I love Mexican food, like authentic, real Mexican food. Yes. Is every restaurant Mexican food or is it like, you know, when you live in Mexico, are you always eating typical quote unquote Mexican food or are you having something else? I don't know. Like what, what is All right, <laughs> here? It is. Here's the, the honest truth. I'm super bougie. <laughs> like my husband could eat at a taco stand all day, every day, just sweat and sauce, like rolling down his <laughs> elbows and like I I love that and I can do that but I also love that we have like Michelin star restaurants here and in a very nice Italian wine place on the corner and sushi down the block so okay that is this um place where you can really get all the cuisines and there's a time and a place for it all (laughs) yeah it sounds wonderful but no one move there we don't want you to move (laughs) no it's all good it's all good just make sure I have my 11 hours of alone time every day no (laughs) (laughs) okay and number five Jerry thinks this is super important way to get to know someone is ketchup or mustard mustard Okay. Yeah. Is mustard I a know. big thing in Mexico? I'm curious. No, but it is in Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a very like pretzels and mustard, beer, uh-huh. cheese. I'll mustard. say cheese. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I'd rather have salsa than ketchup. Like ketchup is fine, oh, but like salsa. I could live without it. Mustard mm, and salsa, salsa is what's yeah. in my fridge. Yeah. Do you make your own salsa? We do. We do sometimes. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. I've never made my own salsa, but I want to. Yeah. No, it's way easier to just buy it. Yeah. But I do want to do it. I want to like say, oh yeah, I made that salsa. It doesn't (laughs) last long. That's the thing. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Okay. And the most important question we think and that we ask all of our guests is, Hannah, what does a life well lived mean to you? I think it's about following your heart. So the things that we were talking about here today that like didn't make sense to other people to keep you know, stripping down to the bare minimum and traveling in our backpacks. And all of that is because there was a dream in me. There's something in me that is different. And it's not about checking the boxes or following the certain path, but like living was where your heart guides you. That's mm-hmm. what it means to me. Oh, I love that. I, uh, I think that what is one of the most special and we're all, look, we're all always trying to improve, right? We're always trying Mm -hmm. to do better. And that's what means so much. But I love when someone answers that the way you did in that they have pretty much already landed in what a life well lived is. And I, I, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And the frustration or the angst or the, why am I doing this? Like I've learned that all of that is just contrast. Great. Okay. So it's not this. So that is the opportunity to, you know, not beat yourself up, but just know there's something different. And we didn't, in my opinion, we didn't come to this version of earth school to suffer or try to be someone else or to have things feel heavy and hard. Mm -hmm. I really think we came here to like play and have fun and figure out what excites us. Like those are the feelings that I, I look to bring more of and it's all an experiment. Yeah. Well, please tell our audience where they can find you if they want to get connected with your offerings and work with you. 
Yeah. So dreamlifeisreallife.com is a great jumping off point, especially if you're just getting started and you want some inspo or you want to check out the book. And then dfycopywriting.org is where you can learn more about our marketing services and the, the strategy that we do behind words on the internet. Right. <laughs> it's really I what it is, it. isn't it? Wild? Yeah, well, it is wild. Well, I love that. We're going to link all of that down in the show notes. And Hannah, I cannot thank you enough for being here. This was a wonderful, beautiful conversation. Thank you. Of course. My pleasure. Thank you. Well, was that not a wonderful conversation, like I said, or what? Um, uh, that definitely was. I mean, it's so neat. You know, you hear so many people who have these sort of dreams and aspirations. And for somebody that to hear that somebody just did it. Right. She did it. Wow. She did. Very cool. You know, we always feel like we are living out of the norm. I'm using my finger quotes like I talked about in the podcast. And... You know, it, we just always kind of had this idea that we really wanted to live by the coast and just thought, oh, one day, one day. And things got to a point where we really didn't have much of a choice as far as like, okay, we just got to do this or we're just going to break down completely. So it was kind of forced a little bit in a really positive way for us. But I'm so glad that we made the decision. It was still a decision. I'm so glad we made the decision we did. And I do feel a little uh, bit of a kindred spirit with Hannah hearing that she just did it. Well, yeah. And and I think when we talk to somebody like her, it kind of reinforces the positiveness of what we did. Yeah. The the value we got from it. Yeah. Also, I love how she has pared down three times and the fact that stuff bothers her. Like she just doesn't want any stuff. And I just love that. Imagine that. <laughs> we pare down about every month, I, I'd say. <laughs> Paring down is essential. That's right. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from anything we talked about today, or any episode, our guests, or anything, please share it with a friend. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. Another way of supporting the pod is by leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on the platform you're listening to us on. Oh, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button because that also supports us. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnardventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, sayonara. Alvida uh, Dos Vidiniana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>